Welcome to the Multi-Purpose Room, a podcast helping school organizations and school administrations achieve their goals. Each episode discusses real-life topics that PTAs, PTOs, and school staff are dealing with. Our hosts and guests offer practical tips, learnings, and best practices to achieve their desired outcomes. Here are your hosts, Wesley and Deborah Jones. Is your school community tired of buying little trinkets as a fundraiser? Are the parents tired of facilitating kids going door to door or soliciting the family for cookie sales or for gift wrap sales around the holidays? A lot of other PTOs and PTAs are in the same boat, and that has really led to a new type of fundraiser, a no-sale fundraiser. So we're going to talk about one of those here today in the details of how to run a calendar no-sale fundraiser. I did a bunch of research for this episode across various PTA and PTO leader groups, as well as talking to some of my PTO and PTA contacts about this type of fundraiser. And it is a really popular fundraiser to do. You need about six weeks to run it, about a week before and after for the planning and the wrap up, and then a full calendar month for the fundraiser itself. So What you do is you pick a month that you want to run the fundraiser. As part of the fundraiser, you send home a flyer or you can email a flyer that people print, or you can also use an online calendar of some kind, although I haven't seen any good recommendations of one that works really well. So usually the printed way is the way that has worked really well in the past. You print out every day on that calendar. So you don't need them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just the actual days. So if we're talking August, because we're in August right now, you just have a calendar with the first through the 31st in boxes in kind of a grid. The one doesn't even have to be aligned on the correct first day of August. It can be in the top left box of your calendar grid. It's always best to pick a month that has 31 days because, as you will see in a moment, that makes this a little higher of a fundraiser, or at least the potential. And so you choose a month that has 31 days and you put it on a piece of paper. It's easiest if you have the rules up at the top. So think of the calendar at the bottom and the rules up at the top. So how it works is each sponsor will pick a date and write their name in the box, and then they donate that amount. So if you pick August 1st as the sponsor, you donate that $1. If you pick the 31st, you donate $31. If you pick multiple days, you add those days together and donate that amount. So essentially, the kids take home the calendar. They go to their family and friends who sign up for dates, and then those amounts are donated to your PTA or PTO. It's easiest to do cash, check, and then one electronic means. I've seen people do, let's say, PayPal or Venmo or you know, CheddarUp or whatever system you're using and ask that each calendar only have one PayPal, Venmo, CheddarUp payment 
for the entire calendar. So in other words, the kids would be collecting and then from there, there would be one payment made. And cash and check, of course, you can do in any way that works for you. The kids can just collect checks as part of people writing their names on the dates. The easiest thing to do is one calendar per family. Families really like that because then they don't have multiple kids hitting up their grandparents or their aunts and uncles for both of their calendars. But you can do one per kid. But the most common and most effective that I've seen is one per family. You have a due date of the calendar, you know, sometime in that week following the close of the fundraiser. And then there are prizes for different milestones, prizes for completing a certain week, for example, the first week and you get a small prize, or if you complete the last week, you get a much larger prize. And so if each week has a prize, the children can earn up to four prizes. And then usually there is some sort of prize for completing the entire calendar. There may also be classroom rewards. So a class that turns in the most calendars total will receive a party of some sort, or you can have it focused on completed calendars. So the class with the most completed calendars receiving a party of some sort. But it is nice to get the classes involved in that way, as well as have the individual student prizes. Now, if you are doing one calendar per family, what you want to do is make sure that those prizes go to all the children in that family. So account for that when you're thinking through prizes. You also want to account for that in the classroom competition. So that calendar that is completed by the Jones family would count in both of the Jones kids' classrooms, not just the one. About a week before you launch this, you want to let people know and explain the rules. Although it is simple, people do get really confused about what the different days mean. And so having a clear flyer is really important. And if you want flyer examples, feel free to reach out to us. We can get you those. You also want to make sure that you have a week to a week and a half at the end for wrap up. That is to go through all the calendars, see how many completed calendars there are, give out the prizes, announce the winners and do an overall wrap up. This can be, depending on how many kids you have in your school, this can be quite a lucrative fundraiser. Um, Each calendar, depending on which month you choose, but can be worth almost $500. And so if you multiply that by even a quarter of the kids at your school, you can see how, how you can fundraise quite a lot. And there are no pressure to to sell particular items that people may not need. But instead, it's very transparent that this is a donation to the school and you use the calendar as kind of a fun way to do it. Some other things that I've seen work really well. You can do collection of calendars throughout. So in other words, you can give out calendars, a full calendar, but for each week. And that way, at the end of each week, you can tally calendars, show people where they are, and then even give kids shout outs. 
I have seen that on the next calendar month, there are thank yous to anybody, for example, who picked August 1st on September 1st would get a thank you, or anybody who donated in the first week of a month would get a thank you in the following first week of the month, or I should say the month. I've also seen anybody who donated in the first week of the month get a thank you in the first week of the following month. So all the people who donated the first week of August get a thank you the first week of September. You can get creative with it. You can also, if somebody, one person buys out an entire calendar, you can also have some sort of prize for that if you want. I've seen that be successful at some schools. It depends on how much people want that trinket and that prize. But if it's a gift card, for example, as a prize, uh, that can work really well. As always, sharing what you are using the money for can be a very good way to get people engaged in the mission. And people tend to be more generous when they are engaged in the mission. If it's just a general fundraiser, that's fine. But including a graph of what the PTO or PTA spent its money on each year can help to educate why you're raising the money. Or if this is a specific fundraiser for a new playground, for an update to the teacher's lounge, for whatever the case may be, then do call that out. I think people are more inclined to give. And actually that's been proven out time and time again. The PTOs and PTAs that are most effective at raising money are those who are able to show where the money is going. Now, the the comment I always hear about that is I'm new to the board. I don't know where the money has been going or how do I figure that out? Or it depends each year. There's a couple of fairly easy ways. First of all, look at your budgets and actual spending for the last one to three years. If you've got those in Excel or in some sort of online program, you should actually be able to run a report that will give you a pie chart of like the general high-level categories. If you haven't categorized things, you may have to do that first, but then you can get a high-level summary of what you've been spending the money on. If you don't have the capability to run a report, that's fine. Just take a look yourself at what the actual expenditures have been for, and then you can put it into categories. For example, teacher support or classroom support, school supplies, which may be part of classroom support. You may have a PPE type bucket in these days. Uh, You may have a extracurricular programming or extended learning or field trips. All that can be just one bucket. It could be a school improvement project, new water fountains, a new playground, et cetera. And then it could be, you know, parent education or parent social or community support, something like that. So there are some high level buckets that you can use. And even if you only have five buckets, at least giving an idea. And then if you do generalize at that high level, providing a few examples of what falls into each bucket. It's a great thing to put on your PTA or PTO website, but including a reminder here as part of this specific fundraiser or even directing people to the website for more details is great and gets people engaged and behind the fundraiser. So again, this is a calendar, no sale fundraiser. 
The students still have to go out there and talk to some of their family members or some people in the community, but there's no particular item they have to buy. It is just to support the school. Prizes by week, prizes for full calendars, and then classroom prizes are great ways to incent the kids and have fun with it. You can do a really creative fundraiser flyer. You can get creative on social media throughout the month as it's going. If you are collecting by week, you can share out tallies of where you are. If you're not collecting by week, you can keep people engaged by reminding them and then also there on social media sharing what you are using the money for. And it can be a lot of fun. So good luck. If you want templates, feel free to reach out, or you can also search any of the PTO, PTA groups you're a part of called Calendar Fundraiser or No Sale Fundraiser. And we wish you lots of success in your fundraising this school year. Make sure to visit our website at themultipurposeroom.school to subscribe to this show. If you like the topics on this show, we share additional resources on our company blog at www.k12clothing.com. We'll see you next week in the multi-purpose room.